Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien. Today I want to share a thought around being a friend of God. I heard a quote some years back and it's this, and the person was describing uh, just different people's relationship with God, but used a quote or used a phrase, phrase of that to describe someone that they had a great working relationship with God, but a poor friendship. And what they were talking about in the context of that quote or that phrase was really around that they're able to do fantastic, miraculous uh, things, uh, you know, if it's preaching, if it's healing or whatever it was in the context of, um, you know, what an individual's ability to be able to work with the Lord. But then there was another part that it, the individual sharing this was describing about the friendship relationship with God and not just the working relationship, but the actual friendship relationship. And I'll just say that quote again, because it's always stuck with me since then is that, that the person or people that he was describing had a great working relationship with the Lord, but a poor friendship. And that's, yeah, as I said, that's always stuck with me uh, as something to be aware of and cognitive of how's my friendship with the Lord. So as I said, I want to just talk about being a friend of God. And if we just step back for a moment, and I just did a quick search on a dictionary of God asking, what's the meaning of friend? And the one, just a simple one, is a person you know well and like. And if we take that to the Lord and apply that to the Lord, a person or a being who we know well and like, and it has a, implies two ways there, that to know someone well means that they've opened their life up to you, they've opened up and shared, but also that you've opened up and shared, that there's a mutual knowing each each person well and then there's a like liking as well and i think we have the notion of uh loving god and and god loving us but there's something different between that and liking a like sort of implies a an enjoyment a pleasure in it as well as whereas love can be uh, you know, we, we are commanded to love our enemies. We are commanded to have compassion and love those around us. And that it has a, can sometimes have a more intentional nature to it. And not to say friendship is not intentional, but I like the way that the dictionary definition includes the word like in there because like sort of implies or has a fluidity to it. It has a natural overflow of being together and yeah I, I like being in this person's presence and I think just taking that and you know coming back to being a friend of God of and because God liked being with us and that's not meant to be uh, condemning or anything but it's it's there's a mutual likeness of enjoying each other's presence and spending time together so what does it mean to be a friend of God. And I just want to share a few thoughts and 
some of the things from my journey with the Lord as I've uh, learnt this and are learning this more and more in my walk and in life. And I'll just share a few scriptures to start off here a little bit, just to uh, frame this a little bit from biblical people that we have read about and how the how scripture talks about their relationship. And in James two twenty one through twenty three, it says, "Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar?" Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, for he was called a friend of God. And that last sentence there is the most uh, important one just in this uh, context of what we're talking about now, and he was called a friend of God. I think that's a a, a very high ambition or goal or a, a, something to strive to attainment in all our own lives is to be called a friend of God. Is you know, are we going to? Is, is he or she would? Is that how we would be referenced uh, by the Lord? And I think that's. That's a really high uh, bar to uh, to strive for or shoot for. But as we go through our lives, just knowing that people like Abraham had developed a level of friendship with the Lord, where Scripture refers to that he was called a friend of God. In Isaiah 41.8, it says, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, your descent, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. And again, we see that reference in scripture of Abraham, a friend of God. In John fifteen thirteen through 15, this is about love and friendship. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learn from my Father I have made known to you. Here we have Christ talking about a couple of aspects of friendship. Greater love than no one has than this, that they lay down one's life for one's friends. And I think that's just powerful in the perspective of friendship, of laying our lives down and being aware of others' needs and in the context of God, of laying our life down to God in surrender. And there is certainly the sovereignty and the lordship of God, but there's also doing that out of the friendship of God about being a friend to God. And exactly the same as Christ laid his life down for us that opened the door for us to have relationship with the Father. We too can, in response to that, lay our lives down. And there's a mutualness sort of, uh, mutualness in this verse of where we see Christ laying his life down and our response of laying our lives down and, and to greater love than that. 
than this than to lay one's life down for one's friends. And then, then you read further on here that where Christ calls you, I've called you friends. And that's, again, captures that sort of deeper knowing and deeper desire, that deeper to deeper connectedness beyond just a transactional basis or a command basis. There's a, there's a desire. There's a, there's a longing to be together, to be, to know each other, to, um, there's a like to, there's a liking between the individuals there. So that I think that John 15 certainly captures two aspects there of the laying of life down and how Jesus or the Lord's called us friends. In Exodus 33:11, talking about Moses, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And Moses had a very deep and intimate relationship with the Lord, but I like how it uses the context or the expression there as one speaks to a friend. And how you know, you'd converse with a friend is different to how you may converse with a political figure or someone in authority or a military leader or something like that. But a friend implies the knowing, again, that knowingness that you know, uh, you know one another, a mutual knowing, but, you know, two ways. And, and then there's the liking component of that as well. In Psalm 63, one and David had a very, very rich relationship with the Lord, a, a multifaceted, de- deep relationship with the Lord. And there was certainly, when you read through the Psalms, you can catch the context of his friendship that he had with the Lord. And here, I think uh, Psalm 63 here just captures part of it. And if we look at this through the lens of friendship, I think we can see uh, the yearning of David's heart to the Lord from a friendship perspective as well. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. I think here when you read this, we, we read a deep desire, a deep enjoyment that David has with the Lord that right at the point that he's writing this, he doesn't have it or he's, it's been distance or it's uh, longing to be back, uh, spend time with his friend to friend God to be in communion and enjoy the, the, the relationship, the friendship that they have. And in the words he's using there, I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you, which are just words that I, I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. I want to be connected with you. And I think with friendship too, when it comes to the Lord, it's, it's two ways with that. And it's two ways of, I wanted to be with you because you are my friend. But there's also God, you know, allowing God and realizing that as a friend, he wants to be with us. He wants to be connected with us. He wants to be there and have the similar enjoyment of 
with us and being with us. In an Oswell Chambers uh, quote uh, from his book, The My Utmost for His Highest, he talks about the most important aspect of Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain with God. And he goes on to say a few more things, but I think that captures the main essence of it is the most important aspect is not what we achieve, what we can do with or for the Lord, but really the relationship that we get to maintain with the Lord. And I think with when we come to friendship and friendship with God, it's one of the things which I just touched on before is, but it's the mutual sharing of desires, fears, pains, concerns, dreams. And just as we may sit down with a close friend of ours and share some of the struggles we're going through, but we share some of the dreams that are in our hearts and desires, is taking the time on a friendship level, asking the Lord, what are your dreams, desires, fears, uh, pains, and probably not fears is not a, a good one there in that sort of context, but what are those pains, those things? And I've always remembered that verse where Christ is talking about the fellowship of his suffering, and I've always found that a very profound verse of being able to share in the fellowship of Christ's suffering, and that I believe comes through a friendship where he is sharing his heart and those things are burdensome, those things that are heavy on Christ's heart. And taking the time both ways of sharing the things that are on our hearts, um, the dreams and desires, but also being aware of what's on the Lord's heart. And I think we can be quick to reference scripture and you know, the of what it says uh, the Lord says about the Lord in there, but I think it's different to hear it firsthand from the Lord speaking, uh, unpacking his own heart, and and that will align with Scripture, but he may unpack it in a little more detail. He may unpack it in a slightly more intimate way. But I think there's also aspects in life where we can, like a friend in the natural we can take time to enjoy moments and with the Lord. And as we walk through this this world and we see different things, um, we can see some of the magnificent beauty of this world and stand, it could be a stunning view, it could be something in nature, it could be a child, it could be something that really sort of stirs our heart as we can take those moments and share those with the Lord, but also ask the Lord, you know, what do those moments mean to you? How does that sort of, uh, you know, as a friend, how to, you know, I, you know, I want to share these moments with you, but are there moments you want to share with me? But I think sometimes we can also take that when we see pain and suffering in the world, we can take those moments again and say, Lord, what's, what is, what is it you, that you're seeing in this? Is there something which, you know, through your lens as a friend, as we're work, walking hand in hand in life, that I can see, that you can share with what you're seeing that I may be able to see from a different perspective. And quite often with our friends, as we walk through life, we, we come to realize that a lot of our friends see life from a slightly different lens. But as we take time to get to know them, we can start to see that 
appreciate the way that they see things can actually broaden our perspective of a lot of things. So hopefully this has been encouraging around being a friend of God and this isn't a here's the three steps to becoming a friend of God. I think this is a constant intentional pursuit for the rest of our lives. But I just want to come back to the original quote I opened with because I think it's a good reminder that we can always at times just do a self-check-in and is, you know, do we have a good friendship with God or do we just have a, a working relationship? And, you know, as Oswald Chambers put it, the most important aspect of Christianity is not the work that we do, but the relationship we maintain with God. So I just want to encourage everyone about that and to continually sort of lean into it and pursue that and may the Lord meet you and grow you in becoming a friend of God. Shalom.